Got your coffee. I got my coffee. We got drink, everything. Are you drink coffee? Yeah, I drink That's coffee. what I probably... I should have got some of your coffee on top I was of gonna, coffee. Yeah, I was going to offer it, but too late now. Yes. You ready? I'm ready. Are you? Uh, yeah, you make me nervous. So let's start with your childhood and family. How was that growing up? Um, I was loved as a, as a child. Um, I was raised by both of my grandmothers. My Both of my parents were 15 and 16 when they had me, so they... They were pretty much still children, so that's young. Yeah, fifteen and sixteen. Fifteen and sixteen. Wow. My, so that's still high. Is it high school? High school, right? They okay. were in high school. Um, my, I remember. You know, I don't remember. My, my mother told me that when she told her mother, and my dad told his mother, they was like, "Well, what y'all? Y'all even gonna eat them, or y'all gonna take care of them? So y'all definitely ain't gonna eat them." So, mm-hmm. um, my grandmothers ended up like raising me. You know. So was that both your parents' parents? That yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And I mean, my grandmothers were my age now. Okay. They were in their forties. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, I was raised with a lot of love, and um, by my parents being still so young, they were still growing and learning and getting into trouble and stuff like that. So, did they stay in school? Um, my mother graduated, and my dad didn't. My dad, you know, he. He would be in and out of trouble. Okay. Things of that nature. And then what about school for you? Um, I graduated in prison. Really? Yeah. So was that college you graduated in prison or high school? No, it's high school. I mean, they at a the time they were offering some college, but um shit, regular people was like, How's guys going to prison and getting free college? So they, right. they had programs, I think I think the last of the programs probably stopped and the 90s yeah or early 2000s something like that but i think like the late 90s yeah so throughout your childhood and i guess teen years was there were you getting into trouble like was there stuff going on during that time for you that i think i think how could i when i was growing up i think the issue with me when i was growing up i would visit jails because all my uncles were arrested my dad so, like, from a very young age, maybe as early as I can remember, I would be going, and not not a lot, but maybe, like, a couple times a year. Right, so like I you had experience going there. Going. So, you know, and I saw a lot as a child. I saw probably a, a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have been saying. So, I didn't grow up being afraid of, you know how some people, they see police, or they right. think about jail, and it's, it's fear. Like, I grew up as a child. You know, um, my as a badass. I guess. I mean, I was don't don't get it fucked up, right? I was a good kid. I had okay. a lot of toys. I was spoiled. I, right. Like I was a good kid. I was shown a lot of love. I ate well. I dressed nice. Like I wasn't like my household wasn't abusive. It just was. I just saw. I was very much like a little man. Like I right. saw guns. I saw drugs. I was. I was just for lack of better words, overly exposed. Okay. I think so. So it's like, it almost is like you were forced to kind of grow up quick in a way. Yes. Like by being yes. exposed to that stuff. But like as you're growing, it seems normal. Right. So it's not until like years, years later, or even now I may, you know, share certain things with people and they be like, oh shit. And I'm like, bro, that's normal to my environment. That's, right. that's, that's normal for me. And that's pretty, that's how it is too. I think in general in life, when you tell someone a story, if it's something that isn't out of the norm for you. Or even people telling you something that to them seems so shocking. Yeah. Then you're like, that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's it, it's just like you, that, I feel like. When you ask me about the pod, I'm like, 
uh, all right, but mm-hmm. that's my life, right? right? So, but to somebody else, it's a prison or this or that. It yeah. seems interesting, like, and that's why that's- it does so well. Like things like that, um, you know, the prison thing, stripper, like all of these different, I guess, experience and experiences in life. Not everyone experiences it, so people want to hear about it. You know what I mean? And it's it's one of those things, too. I think they make a lot of TV shows and movies, and people are curious, like, oh, is it actually like that in real life? And what did somebody experience going into these things? And to a lot of people, it's scary because I think a lot of people are scared of the world, of the real world, and, like, what actually happens. So... Um, I'm going to tell you right now, like, 90% of the prison shows, they, they may have, like, Certain things that are accurate in them, but it's not. It's not, not like it. No. I mean, honestly, even when I wanted to go into the FBI, I liked all those shows. That's what I would watch. And then when I would hear about what it was actually like, people were like, you don't actually do those things. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of office work, which is like the opposite of who I am. Yeah. So TV sensationalizes like everything. Yeah. Thing. And it also, I think, like glorifies a lot of things and it makes it look cool. And you're like, wow, that would be cool to do that. Yeah. But in reality, it's not always like that. Yeah. Um, so how old were you when you went to prison? Um, the first time I think, uh, maybe 18. Okay. 18. I went for about a year. Um, and you always lived here, right? In yeah, I was, I was okay. in Baltimore. I mean, um, yeah, I always lived in Maryland, just different okay. parts of Maryland. Um, I didn't always live in the city. I, I lived in, um, up close to, um, I think it's Western Maryland, up close to Cumberland, um, from, my mother got a job up there, so was, mm, maybe from about seven to like twelve or something. But outside okay. of that, I've always lived in Baltimore City. Okay, you gonna tell us why you went? Why I went? Yeah. Um, oh, a bevy of things, but mostly um, just selling drugs. Man. Okay. That's, that was like um, what was really going on in my environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so was that like with just you and like between you and your group of friends or just were you doing it to make money or what was um or just cause? both okay both i mean like you really are shaped by your environment so whatever you know your environment was um whatever the popular people might have been doing in your, your environment maybe somebody was a police or maybe somebody was a, a fireman or, or what have you um my environment um, and it's before I say this, right? You 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 always have a choice. It's just a choice to yep. get a job or a choice to sell drugs. Um, the environment skews your view on the choice, right? You understand sure. what I'm saying? So it's like, of course, I probably could have worked at McDonald's or, but my environment sort of made that uncool, right? right. Could have just you know went in job corps, worked at Burger King, worked at McDonald's, got a trade. Um, so, but all the guys with all the things that I, that I wanted, um, the cars, clothes, uh, nice looking women, they were all selling drugs. So naturally, like, that's what I gravitated towards. And, you know, my family members, you know, were using drugs or even selling drugs. So it was just like. The norm. Yes. Got it. So that was the first time when you were 18 in prison. And you were there, you said, for about a year. I did about a year the first time. Okay. Um, How was that? Were you scared at all going into it? Or was it just kind of... Or you weren't because, like you said, you had been going... I wasn't... Here's the thing. I wasn't... If this makes sense, I wasn't afraid of the idea of... No, nobody wants to go to fucking jail. Right. right? So I wasn't... It's a lack of freedom, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't... um, 
how could I, how could I preface it? I didn't want to go, but I wasn't afraid of the idea. Like, if, okay. if, you know, somebody say jail, I'm like, oh shit, no, no. I'm, it's like, all right, well, whatever. You know, my, my, my parents have been there. My, my, my uncles have been there. People I know have been there. Fuck it. So what? But actually going in there, the sounds, the noise. Yeah, I was, I'm a human being. I was scared. Yeah. So. So did it have any, when you first went, when you were 18, did it have any ref- effect on your relationships, like with your parents or grandparents? Um, No, because again, right, they were pretty much used okay. to it. So I remember like I got a, you know, a letter from my uncle and my father, you know, basically, you know, the letters were almost identical. So like, you know, just basically, you know, giving me the ropes, if you will, like stay away from this, mind your business, so forth and so forth. So um, yeah, but yeah, I was scared. I mean, I, I didn't show anybody that I right. was scared, but like, yeah, I was, I was yeah, scared. Yeah, which is normal. So how was it that during that year being there, do you think that you, like, did you grow up? Uh, like, no. did it help you grow up at all? No, no, no. no. I was hard hit it. Um, that, that first year, I think, um, I saw like a lot of, like, I saw a couple of dudes get stabbed. I heard dudes like fucking, it was, it was. It was shocking, but um, I just adapted. Like I adapted to that shit. I knew I had to be there. So, um, and that's with anything else. Like when you when you're in the streets, you you gotta adapt. You, right. I mean, so um, yeah. I don't think that for me and the type of person that I was at the time, a year wasn't enough for me to get the big picture. Okay. So you got out, and how long were you out? Because I, I didn't know, I mean, I don't know anything about you. So how many times have you gone to prison? So in total, I've done 10 years and two months, four months, uh, roughly a little bit under 12 years. So I did a year, I stayed home for a few years, I did four months, stayed home four months, and then did 10 years and two months. And what was that for? Um, Just a bevy of... Charges. I had an um, indictment um, for drugs, um, guns. Uh, I was involved in a couple of shootings. Um, I myself years. got shot. No, my my sentence was. Um, so it was it was kind of for multiple things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My sentence in itself was twenty five, all suspended for fifteen. So my whole sentence was twenty five years, but like ten of that got suspended. So I ended up serving. 15 years. Wow. And then I'm sure that experience was a lot different than the well one year. Um was it the same prison or was it no, different? So it's no, different. no, no, no. Okay. So like you got pretrial, right? So pretrial is just of course while or before you get sentenced. So while you your life is based in limbo, you don't know if you can go home, you don't know if you get time. It's sort of it's sort of different. Um because you People are in and out. Um, the things that you can have, visitation, and all the things are like a lot more strict. Okay. Um, and versus when you get time, when you know how much time you're gonna have, um, the amenities are a little bit different. You can do a little more. It's a little more freedom. You know when you're going home. Um, but the the format is the same, but it's different. So sort of like high school to college. So I want to hear about these. Uh... 15 years it was 10 10 um, okay so it was 10 oh but you're saying it was like 15 total or it got reduced it was 
it was a 25 year sentence yeah all suspended but 10 years okay makes sense kind of all right look explain (laughs) it to me better the the original sentence (laughs) so um, and what happens is because i know you can get time off right for like good behavior and stuff like that okay so what will happen is to satisfy um the state's attorney right The, the the person that's prosecuting you right so um, depending on what you do, your guidelines for a specific charge may carry 25 years. Okay. Right? So in totality, you still got 25 years, but your lawyer may be cool with the state's attorney or what have you. It. So it's like, all right, look, we're going to get half of that suspended. But on that state's attorney's books, that's still a 25 year sentence that they got the perpetrator. Okay. And in that case, meaning me. So if they wanted for X amount of charges, they wanted my guidelines carry X, Y, Z, and they wanted 25 years, they got it. However, on my end, it's like, all right, I got 25 years, but 10 of that is suspended. I have a 15-year sentence. I'll only do maybe nine years and eight months. Okay. So on paper, it says 25, but makes sense now? Now that makes sense. Yes. So during this longer time there, that's when you graduated high school or was that during the other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So by now, I think I was 24, right? But it was like a, a series of like things that happened to me before getting that sentence. So I had, like I said, I had just did four months. Like I had a, like five or six open charges. Um, I don't even know how I beat those charges, but I was able to, I thought I was gonna get 10 or 15 years then. So I had a really good lawyer. In fact, his wife is a judge out here. She's, really? Yeah, she, she, um, she's a, a circuit court judge out here. So he's a really good lawyer. Um, he basically beat all the charges. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. So when um, when I beat those charges, I came home and I should have learned my lesson, right? Right. But I didn't. I just went, you know, yeah. further into the streets or whatever. And um, you're playing the luck card. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like in hindsight, when I look back, I was like, that was a sign. That was a message. Right. You ain't listen. So. What ended up happening, I did four months. Well, you were months. still really young, yeah. too. I ended up doing four months. I came home for four months. But in the four months that I, I came home, um, I got shot. I was into a whole bunch of like other shit that I shouldn't have been into. Um, I ended up getting shot. So while I'm shot and in the hospital healing from being shot, that's when the indictment came. And I was arrested out of the hospital. And basically, I was I was sentenced maybe two years after that. So it was like a a combination of, like imagine like your life being in a balance. You know, I had like five charges. Each of the charges could have got me a better part of 10 years a piece. So I make it through that. I'm like, all right, then I go back home. I don't listen. I ain't just running the streets again. Um, Get shot. So that's fucking trauma. You think I'm gonna fucking die. and then I get arrested, like out of like literally the, the, the arresting officers. I mean, when you get hurt or, or shot, like police will come. They'll be like, "Well, you, do you know anything?" So I'm like, "No, nah, I don't know um, who shot me." Um, and maybe like a week later, I'm still healing. So like a week later, they come back, and I'm like, "Look, I, I thought I told you guys I didn't know who shot me." So right. it's like. No, we coming to arrest you for X, Y, Z. We actually had a warrant. We were looking for you. It was the same officer and a different officer. So, um, but you asked me, how was the experience different? 
Yeah, like the, I guess the second time since you were there for so much longer. So. Like, do you get, this is just a random question too, but do you guys have jobs in there? Like, yes, they, okay. we'll get to that. So, okay. You're keeping me in line now. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, so, so, um, what happened, once once all that, that, that stuff started happening and the things that the police were saying, I knew that they had basically good information. So, I, you know, in my mind, I'm like, all right, you probably are going to have to, you're probably going to be gone. Like, stuff they were saying was, like, spot on. So I was like, all right, somebody's probably telling. The evidence they had, they had pictures, they had a whole bunch of, you know, stuff. So um, this time going in, I looked at it, you know, all right, I knew that I was going to get some time at the time. I didn't know how much, of course, at that time. But um, once I got the time, um, the first thing I thought about is, you know, how to, it's going to sound wild. It's like, all right, you're going to lose some, you're going to lose some years. What's the best way that you can offset that? And at the time I was drinking, smoking weed, you know, taking ecstasy. Uh, I never used no hard, no harder drugs than that. Um, but I just, I just get fucked up every day. So the only equalizer to that for me was fitness. So that's that's my introduction. I mean, because you know me, they won't know, yeah. but you know me from the gym. Yeah. Um. So, um, that's how I sort of offset that. It's like, all right, you probably gonna go and have to do some years. So the best thing that you can do for that, you're gonna give up some years. Is longevity. Try to live, a, you know, a more healthier lifestyle. So going in, I, you know, I just I watched how I ate. Uh, tried to eat as good as possible under the circumstances. I started working out, running. And um, I just, I took that instance and just try to, you know, take a very bad situation and, and and turn it into something good. Right, for sure. Did you have any, were you in a relationship at the time? Of like when you went the second time or? Um, guys or just having fun? Uh, I mean, you can't, you can't have fucking fun in prison. No, but. before I'm saying, um, before you went in. No, I was in many relationships I okay. had. Um, shout out to watch from people who watch this. Look, I had, <laughs> uh, I was serial dating, right? I just had a bunch okay. of different women that I would see. Um, and oddly enough, the women that, the women that I did the most for left. And maybe the women that I, I wasn't the best to, they hung in there and they would write me and come see me and things like that. It's usually and, how uh, it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I kept um, a, a couple of uh, a couple of girls, um, maybe five or six girls that would like write to me and visit me and shit like that. So, well, there you fucking go. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you had to get through it somehow, right? Yeah. Um, even even going through that made me a better communicator, right? So when yeah. you you know prior to that. Guys, like, as guys, we don't fucking listen. We don't be trying to, y'all be fussing about shit. We be like, man, whatever, man, fuck that shit. I, ain't, I, don't, I don't care. But when um, that's all you can do is literally write or talk on the phone and listen, right? You have all the time in the world to, to listen. Um, it made me a better communicate. I'm not the greatest, right? I still, you know, go through things with my woman now, but I try to be a better, you know, listener and be, you know, more connected, if you yeah, will. For sure. So you started getting into fitness while you were there and doing the best you could to make it the most positive you could. 
But what would you say was the hardest part about it or the most challenging while you were there? Shit. Um, everything. Yeah. Um, missing your family. Um, your fucking friends advancing. Well, not all my friends advanced. <laughs> Some of them, like, you know, got it worse than me. But um, feeling like life is just leaving you behind. Like, literally imagine, you know, somebody putting you in a fucking box and you know think about your friends now so you get in trouble and mind you um we all just one mistake one split second away from getting in trouble and getting a fucking sentence i was locked up with a mayor you know he was a mayor of one of these towns and um he was uh i think he did something with a young girl but he was a fucking mayor yeah right he made one bad decision and i like 15 years so um, what was your question? Avedo. Oh, what what was your most what was the most challenging in the hardest um, part? And you, I was gonna say too, based on what you said, was when you were explaining it, it's like the world is going on around yeah, you, and you're yeah, just like yeah, stuck. Yeah, so like, time. um, my daughter, I have a 24 year old as well, so she was four. So I think if I had to pick one thing that was the toughest, it, it was that. Right? Okay. So it was like, how old were you when you had her? I was. Shit, she's twenty four, so I, I feel like eighteen. I think I had her when I was eighteen. Wow, 18, so she, I didn't even know you had a daughter. That was yeah, yeah, I'm a grandfather. Okay, wow. so you know, um, that was very tough. So I missed the first day of school. Like I'm, I'm not even a, um, I'm not even a, a super. Uh, uh, I have a, I show emotion, right? But I'm not a super emotional type of person right but like that really like got to yeah like you know the the, the i would look at pictures and i would fucking cry like straight up and down i, I cry well i think so, too because you didn't even have the option yeah to be there if you wanted to be yeah. you know so if i had to pick like one of the toughest things it would be that but um you know again by you know my uncles and my and my father like going through similar situations during time um they would they would you know basically give me advice and um one thing like when you when you do that amount of time you have to like sort of separate yourself from what's going on so you have in prison and home is home like no matter how you feel about what's going on home that's home you can't focus on that like you really got to focus on you know being in prison like you can't yeah. like you can't think about that's like that. the now that's what you have to yeah and i mean like you are around all different types of people, you know, violent people, people like you, sex offenders, like you, like you gotta be aware at all times. Like, so you can't, you know, be so focused on what's going on at home that you miss something right. in prison. Did you ever have like any experiences that like altercations with other prisoners in there or did you kind of mainly stick to yourself? Um, a little bit of like, I'll let a little bit of, of both, um, okay. but you know, you got what's what's the word I'm looking for? Not testosterone, but like uh, um, I, I can't help that, you because I don't know what word you're thinking of. <laughs> not, I could say testosterone, but it's like uh, bravado. Like, so you got mm -hmm. a lot of guys, yeah. You know, this that essentially there's a bunch of guys that look like me in it. You know what I mean? For that are locked up for uh, assortment of different things. So. Right. I don't care how tough you are, or how tough you think you are. It's, it's guys that are tougher, so it's just a bunch of like what the fuck you looking at, or like this type of shit going on constantly. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and that a lot of times that's that maybe not how I know 
my face may read one thing, but that's not how I feel on the, on the inside. But that's sort of like, it's sort of like a mess. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not that, you know, um, if things go there, I won't go there. But it's, 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 it's sort of like, um, um, like protection. Right. So you, you put on a face. I mean, you, like, I will act that part out, but that face is like, all right, yo, don't, don't, don't fuck with me. Right. But it's like, that's what, that's what the whole, everybody looks like there. So is there actually like groups of people in there that kind of like stick together and, cause yeah. I, you know, cause I, in the shows and stuff, it shows that like, you know, when somebody new goes into prison. It's exactly like that. It that is. That part is, that part. That is, part's accurate. Yeah. Like when they kind of have to find their own group for a sense of protection in a sense or so that they're not targeted in a way. Um, Yes. And it's not necessarily that. Everything that I just said, as far as like, for lack of better words, you got a bunch of tough guys. I ain't gonna say a bunch of tough guys because some of them, some of them guys is fucking punks, right? But you have a bunch of guys that that act like they tough, right? Everybody's acting like they tough. You do have tough guys there, but for the most part, everybody acts like they they tough. Everybody has tattoos. Everybody's, you know, a story. Everybody's lifting weights. Everybody's it's just so. A newer guy may come in and he doesn't know where he belongs and he's scared, right? So he'll say, well, all right, well, if you white, you may join this particular group. If you from this side of Baltimore, maybe you join this particular gang. If you from this side of Baltimore, maybe you join that particular. So it is very, um, um, what word did you just call it? It's uh, Like protection in a way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is, it is a lot of that. Um, everything... Everybody has like a a, a party yeah. or group, right? Mm-hmm. And even guys that aren't um, into any type of you know activities like that, you have Christians. Like you have the guys that is they go to church. The Christian guys will right. be over there, and then you'll have you know the Muslims, um, you know the BGF, the Bloods, the Crips, the Aryans, or the the DMI. Like you have all these different subgroups that are in there. So I've seen like some really um wow shit in, in prison. The institution that I was in was um medium maximum. So what they did was right next door to it, they built the supermax institution. So um once you like like supermax is like for the, the worst of the worst. But a lot of times if you were um if you're in supermax and you do 10 or 20 years and and supermax and you you have a misbehaving you can sort of move around to other maximum security institutions which is which is good right so like you you're going to be here for the rest of your life so the most smallest thing sometimes it's like all right well at least I can't ever go home but at least I can go to a different institution maybe I'll get a cell with a window or maybe the it's more usually what it'll be it's more recreational, a little more freedom from supermax to like medium max. So um, once they um, finished building this particular institution, um, they had transferred, they had transferred some guys um, to the institution that, that I was, that I was in. So one of the guys, well, this shit not funny. One of the guys, um, it's cool, cool dude. um, And, before I go into that, like a lot of times you expect people to 
people to be doing real crazy shit, you expect them to look a, a, a certain a certain way, right? Um, but I find like the guys that do the most craziest shit, even when you look at like the new Dharma shit, right? So guys that do the most craziest shit. They look normal. They don't look as, apart. Yeah, they right. look normal as a motherfucker. And they're like, they're, maybe the, the guys that look like me, that look like, oh, he's fucking crazy. They be cool too. It's like, it's not, it's never what you picture, right? So um, one of the guys here came to the institution that we was in and other guys that knew him. And what he did was he caught a couple camping, tied the couple up. He had like double life or some shit like that. He had tied the couple up and he raped. The husband first, and then he raped the woman. I can't remember whether he killed them or not, but he they put him on our L section, and he was like, it was a younger white guy on the section as well, and he just asked him, asked him. So we kept telling, we kept warning the guy, like, yo, stay away from him. You know what I mean? He asked, don't accept nothing from him, just stay the fuck away from him. So um, he's talking to him, accepting shit from him, and, um, you know, the guy raped him. He went in this cell at breakfast time, and like, let me use some context. Like, so in the morning, like they'll they'll, on a like, you see it when you watch a jail show. So you know it's like a tear. Yeah. And you know it's like a like a like a bubble where they control all the, the cells, right? So normally at breakfast they'll hit your door like five in the morning. Most guys are asleep, so depending on the institution that you're in, they'll come and they'll ask you like, hey, do you, are you going to breakfast? Because if you if you're not they'll keep your door shut because sometimes shit be happening. Dude, yeah. Your door get hit and something happens to you in the morning or whatever, right? So this particular morning, the guy um, ran into the guy selling and, and raped him. You know what I'm saying? So, and um, I just remember, I don't, I don't, I didn't go to breakfast that morning, but I remember like hearing commotion and then bringing the guy, they brought the guy out on the, the fucking stretcher, like stomach down, like blood and all this shit. I'm like, um, that was an instance I saw, I saw like my first, my first, um, mind you, and what can you do to the guy? He already got double life. So they just sent yeah. him, <laughs> they just sent him right, like right back where he was at. Right. Um, another time when I, when I first, when I first got, um, I started my time in, um, Western Correctional Facility and that's in Cumberland. When I first got there, I might've been there, a week, right? So um, I had already been locked up maybe two or three years before I got my sentence. So I'm all the way like used to it, if you will. Um, but it was my first time like in a um, a large, um, it's my first time in a, penitent in a penitentiary actually. So I'm playing cards with these guys and um, playing spades. And one of the guys um, kept disrespecting the other guy, calling them bitches, right? So I'm like, I don't know these guys from Adam. I'm just playing cards. You know what I mean? So um, they keep arguing. So one of the guys just threw the cards. So I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. I turn around, start watching TV. Like, I mean, because one of the things, right, you know, you got to, like, one thing that was told to me, it's like, you know, by my, my uncle and my father, like, you know, you got to mind your fucking business. Like, you see but don't see. Don't look at nobody's cell. Um, you know, maintain your space like even now like if somebody like walks too close to me i'm not um what's the word? i'm not uh shell shock or institutionalized i'm real big on my space like i don't want you around me and i think like a lot of times shit happens to people because they don't pay attention to their space right so i'm very self-aware and even if i was somewhere and somebody was trying to do something so say like if if i'm out 
and somebody's trying to like rob somebody, right? I'm probably not going to be the target because I'm the fucking person paying attention and watching my space. And I think a lot of times stuff happen to people because they're not, they're not, they're not aware, they're, they're they're not aware yeah. right? So I try to remain super aware of my surroundings. Um, but where was I at? Uh, You're talking about the cards? Oh, all right. So yeah, they, they, the, the guy threw the cards and um, I'm, I just turned around like, all right, well, so um, when you like, when you're in an institution like they have like count and like the recreation is set up like so you may come out for an hour um just you know to be able to take a shower or go to the gym or whatever and then when people come back from the gym they have another account so this particular incident happened inside of account right so a before account so after the dude knocked the cards on the floor cards stayed on the floor and nobody picked them up the dudes just was looking at each other so we went in for half an hour for them to count when we came back out i walk in there's a couple of guys and um, I remember one of the guys that smacked the cards. He was like, yo, just watch out, shorty. Right? He's called me shorty. He's me, watch out. And the other guy that 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 got the card smacked away from him, he walked in. And it was like one of the biggest fucking knives I've ever seen in my life. And it was made out of plastic. like It was like clear plastic. Stabbed the dude in his fucking head, man. And that shit was, it was like a, like a, like a, like a scratching sound. Like, and all I see is fucking blood. And I'm like, oh. Of course, on the inside, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. Like, so I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. So like, but, like, I was sort of in so shock, So the whole plastic too. knife, like, went into his head? It didn't go into his head. Like, it went in and scratched. Like and mind you, the police right, like, the CO, the police right there. And they just, the police even in shock. He, like, stopped. And he's, now they start fighting. Um, And another... Nothing happened and the police came. They, they sprayed mace on the guys. And um, that was one. And these was like different times. Mm -hmm. But um, another time I was in um, a different institution. It was a, like a dormitory. And a guy threw a hot baby oil and lotion on the guy's face. He put that shit in the microwave for like, yeah. Yeah, imagine that. You know what I'm saying Jesus. you sleep and somebody. Um, but I forgot what they call that, right? But you know, dudes will like it's a weapon, right? So certain institutions they'll take like they won't sell baby oil on commissary because that was like a weapon of choice. Like a guy will put right. some baby oil or whatever else he can get, like maybe some baby oil, some lotion or whatever, and boil that shit for like 20 minutes. And um, I remember like the guy like screaming. And um, they, you know, they hit the lights or whatever, and the whole, like, all the whole guy, the guy's whole face was like pink. All the like, the it's a light skinned guy, so all of his complexion was gone. It was, it was like, I don't even see anything pink as your pocketbook over there in the corner, like literally. Like, yeah. Um, I had to do a program in an institution where it's, it's in Patuxent, right? And that institution is like where like mental. I didn't have any mental issues with me or my case. But that particular institution has like programs to help you get out of prison faster. So guys will join, you know, different um, programs to to help you get home quicker. But that particular institution is for like guys that um, do crazy shit. So it was a it was a guy, a younger white guy, um, that he and it was on the news. I don't I can't remember what year it was, but he um, he killed his parents. He killed his parents and he killed his little brother. He killed his parents and he killed his little brothers. And then he went across the street and played PlayStation with 
one of his friends. And um, I remember when they, when they, guys was talking about it when they called him. It was like, yo, why the fuck did you do that? And why did you kill your little brothers? And it was just like, well, I knew that my brothers wouldn't be able to live without my parents. And, you know, they, the, the, the guy, he had already, by the time I, um, I ran across, I think he'd already did like 10 years or something. But his grandparents, his, I don't know which one of his parents' parents, but the grandparents were taking care of him. They would come see him. And I just remember thinking like, yo, how like fucked up that is. But then also you just see this kid and he's just a regular kid. And yeah. it's just the same way with these guys that do these, your dharmas or these guys that do these heinous things like in, in prison. They aren't, and not, no one cares, but like in prison, these guys aren't respected. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know, like I get it, right? But it's like, it's like, these guys shouldn't be. I get why it's entertaining, but it's mm-hmm. like to me, it's like these guys shouldn't be like celebrated. Nobody for breaking law should be celebrated, right? Yeah. You doing crazy shit, whether you selling dope or shooting people, or whatever, you shouldn't be celebrated, right? But definitely not a guy that you came in the house and killed your fucking wife while she was sleeping. Like, I think the issue too is now like social media is so big, so there's like TikTok and stuff. So I think, and then you're also using. A young actor that people like. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. and the, I think that's the issue with it. So when people watch it, they like, it's it's like fucked up. Because I I mean, I scroll through TikTok all the time and I see it and people are like, I don't know. What's the guy's name that's playing jo- oh. Jeffrey Dahmer? He's an American Horror Story. But like, yeah. people are like sexualizing scenes yeah. from the show that's like yeah. not meant to be like that. And it's yeah. like, I think that we're just in a really fucking weird it, time it, 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 where it's like kids and that's that's the issue it's kids that young kids that are on tiktok and I, they're probably not even watching the show because they're probably their minds i feel like at that age you can't even calculate what's going on but the issue is i think that it's like targeting almost like the wrong audience in a way is. and people are like glorifying it like you were saying and it's 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 giving recognition to people that should not at all be getting recognition. And I, I think that, I think that's where the issue is in today's society is I think back, you know, at least when I was younger, it was the real interviews on like, you know, whatever, um, what shows was it? Like 60 Minutes and yeah, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And it was like the real interviews or the interviews of the parents. And if, and if they made a documentary about a person, that person usually wasn't in it. It was like people around them. So there was nothing really to glorify about it. And it was very serious. I think, I think too, right? I think it's I think it's two different things, right? I think that I do see why something like that cuz it's, it's abnormal, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I do see why it may seem interesting, right? But I think where I'm speaking from it's like you have this this person that seems larger than life, right? Um but in an institution, you see these type of guys. They quiet. They don't. They don't. You, you feel what I'm saying? It's yeah. like they don't. They like they, it's the show doesn't really like put the reality into it. Yeah, like it's like yeah, that's not how yeah. they're. You know, when yeah. once it comes down to it, and they actually actually are in prison, they have no respect. Yeah. So yeah, and this and this and this even went on a even at everything the the little wild shit that I explained all the countless is probably. 10, 15 more stories that I give you. I seen a grown man get beat like a child. Like I seen guys hang a grown man up upside down, pull his pants down and spank him with a, a belt, like a grown, he was like 42 years old. Two guys literally held him up like this, pulled a belt out 
and beat him like a like a child because he had messed some money up. Like so, like <laughs> I'm saying like some like some wild shit, right? But in the grand scheme, prison that shit is boring. You have more days where you're doing exactly the same shit at the exact same time every fucking day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you see it on TV or you see a prison, they'll cram a bunch of shit, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, and Or, like, and they show the drama and the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, in all actuality, maybe something maybe happened, like, you know, once every, you know, week or so, but it's not. It's really fucking boring. It's It's not... You know what I'm saying? Um, so like, you know, like I said, like even for, you know, the the shit with Dom, it was a I, I can't remember exactly what this guy did, but I know he killed his family in the institution I was in. I was in Hagerstown. And um his name was Mike. And um he had been locked up maybe thirty years. He would sit his games on his bed, he would play Monopoly by himself, but he'll have a Monopoly board and he have a chess board. So he'd be simultaneously playing chess against himself. And Monopoly at the same time. We call him Crazy Mike. And um, he just was a, a regular fucking guy. Unassuming, but just drink black coffee all day. So, and I knew he did something real bad to his family. So I like, when I look at somebody like Mike, I'll, I'll think about it like a Ted Bundy or like, and it's just like, it's nothing, it's, it's nothing. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, like, it's not like you went to war and you, and you saved some fucking soldiers or... Some guy was like fucking your mother up, and you went in there and you shot him, protecting your mom. Like it's not like you did something bad for maybe a fucking noble reason, yeah. right? It's like you like it's, it's not for absolutely no reason. Other yeah, than, yeah, yeah. And you not yeah. only you harmed somebody that mm-hmm. wasn't that yeah. didn't look at you as a threat. Like, right. So like I get why it's interesting, but I just feel like whatever. I just think they sometimes go about showing these things in the. In the wrong way at times. Yeah, because if you think about it, like the, just a quick example, like how that, I'm, I don't know if you saw it, but like the Elvis movie that came out, like to me, it made sense to use like a well-known younger actor yeah. who's attractive because like that's what Elvis was to yeah, people. Yeah. But then if you're going to do that for like a fucking psychotic murderer that was eating people, it like that's such a big difference and it doesn't make sense. And I feel like for young people, it is hard to distinguish and separate the two and like I think that's why there's a lot. It of is, and you know what else too? I, I notice um, that I'm a little older than you. Like every fucking fifteen or twenty years, they're gonna reintroduce. So when you're 40, 45, right? There's gonna be another fucking Elvis coming out. There's mm-hmm. gonna be a new yeah. version of a way to them to tell like Dom or like these are these people that they. Right, because like the interviews that were out years ago are out of style. Yeah. But it's interesting because it's like, I I mean, after watching a few episodes of the show, like I went back and watched yeah. older interviews. I'd be wondering like, yo, what, me. Yeah, what different ways could you tell a particular story? So yeah. maybe now they'll go back. And like now, I think they've, they've told Dahmer's story a couple of times, but not from the standpoint of how his house smelled, what his neighbor was saying. Like, mm-hmm. I think this time is like a lot more yeah. like in depth mm-hmm. of, you know, what, because I, I watched like a, it. More I like, like an outside perspective. Too, yeah, of like yeah, the victims yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I felt like I knew the story and then I was like, oh shit, he right. was like, he was, he was like. I know, that's what I was saying shit. to Brandon too, like that, that shows a lot because I feel like as humans were, I mean, at least me, I'm very weird about smell. So the fact <laughs> that he could like live in that smell is like, is crazy to me. Hey, like that's li- something on its own that's just. Listen to me, like that would have like. And mind you, speaking of smells, that's an, another thing. Like, so essentially, 
when you're away, when you're in prison, like the the fucking cell is probably smaller than this room that we in. So essentially, you share in a bathroom with a, a person. So when you say smells, right? Like I don't like to smell anything bad, but I have, I can like cut that shit off. Like mm-hmm. I literally can make myself not smell. I don't know how I started well, to pro- do it, but I probably literally... when you were there, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you yeah. Don't, like you definitely don't want to like you like smell nobody shit. Like, mm-hmm. that's the, but that's part of the punishment. Like, you, you know? yeah. So not living in ideal circumstances. So yeah, yeah. So, can we go into your job that you had there now? Or are you not ready for that? Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's, so, what happens is, you asked me. You asked me. I uh, asked you too soon. That's what no, I no, was. No, 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 no. Because the, the job, <laughs> no, the job, the job part is, the job part in prison is, that's easy because that's how you get your time reduced. Okay. So, guys will, guys will go in and they want to work because okay. if you don't work, you don't, um, you don't get your time reduced. So, so that actually reduces some time off your sentence. Yeah. Your so, job. like. And I don't want to like bore you with the specifics of that, right? So like, so, I'm not bored. So, so listen. So say like you get, if you get a, a five year sentence, right? So Maryland says that if you are um, a nonviolent offender, then they'll take four months off, um, four months off each year, which which makes you do eight month years, if that makes sense. Okay. All right. So eight times five is what? That's don't ask me this stuff. Eight, eight, what is 16, it? 45? Forty. Okay. Okay. Well, that was close. All right. So on a five year sentence, which is sixty months, I believe you end up doing forty. Okay. Right? So if you're a violent offender, they only take off two months per year, right? So you'll end up doing fifty months. Okay. Right? So what what will happen is if you come off, they're already like as soon as you get your time, they'll take off the division of correction. You can lose this time, but Going in the system, the division of correction will take off two months off each year of your sentence, right? So mm-hmm. automatically, without you, they call it like demolition credit. So okay. automatically, this is given to you, right? Right. So once you get inside of the system or the institution, um, you can get a job. You can go to school. You can work in the kitchen. You can mow the fucking lawn or whatever. So can you? Do you have choice? Like, are you able to pick? Um, or do they kind of assign you? Sometime, right? So what what guys will do is they'll take they'll take whatever they can get the soonest, and then they'll get on a waiting list for something else. Got it. Okay. So, um, you'll earn you can earn up to an additional ten more ten more days a month off your sentence. So you know if you end up where was we at? We was at forty months off five years. All right. So if you come in, you can earn an additional ten days off a month just by working. So initially you you can end up you initially you can get a five year sentence and end up doing like three years and two months on okay. five years with the time that the division of correction correction gives you and then also with the time that you can earn by working working isn't i don't know why you thought like working would be a bad thing working is good no i mean not that it's bad but i think too is like i was saying because i've only seen things about prison on shows and movies so i i think i knew that you could get jobs in there yeah. but you like I said, you don't know how accurate it is as it's portrayed in the shows and stuff. And um, is there? I'm sure there's people that just don't want to work that go in there, right? Like they just like kind of like fuck it or yeah. You got like you see, yeah. I mean, you got guys in there that that don't have any home support and right. prison is probably as fucked up as it is. Prison is probably, I don't want to say the best place for them, but maybe the only place for them. Yeah. You have guys that, that do time and they might not have a desire or 
urgency to get out. Yeah, they actually they actually do better in prison than they than they than they do home. And I mean, um, you know, prison is a it's a it's a structured environment, right? So all you really gotta do is stay out of trouble and wake up. You won't get your food, you won't get clothes, you won't get, you know, all of the shit is, is right there. You just gotta wake up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more difficult for, you know, guys, some guys to come home and, and do that shit all on their own so that, you know, a lot of times they're more comfortable in that structured environment. So you have dudes who, dudes who like, come home and go right back, come home. Maybe they don't want to go back, but they fine with going back because, again, right. it's like, yo, I don't have to worry about buying my kids shit for Christmas or, or going to this job or doing this or doing that because it's the environment is... It's structured for them. Right. So when you started coming up to the end of your sentence, were you excited to get out? That's a good fucking question. Um, I was excited, um, but I was also, I was scared. Right. Like, I think I was more scared. Yeah, I was more scared um, of failing, like, you know. I didn't want to come back, right? So I was more, you know, afraid of like, yo, what are you gonna do? Um, making the right choices, um, and and things of that nature. I mean, and I also had like a couple of guys that I was, you know, really really cool with that went home before me, and they 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 both of them got killed. You know what I'm saying? So it was like that was like I don't want to say like a a fear, but it was like, yo, if you if you go home and do the wrong thing, you have the potential like. Uh, getting killed like these guys would um work out with them i work with one of them but we would hang out like another thing like when you you'll end up depending on where you come from if you know other guys in your area those are generally the guys that you end up being cool with so it's like it was two guys from my from my area um and like i said both of them went home before me and when one went home it was me and the other two i mean when one went home it was me and the other one we chilling we was excited for one of the, the uh, when our homeboys would go home, and um, he stayed home six months. We would talk to him on the phone and everything. He stayed home six months. He got killed. So I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. So my other homeboy went home maybe a year later. He stayed home maybe a year. He got killed. So now it's just me. I'm sitting, and that really, like... It fucks with you. Yeah, it affected me, and as far as, like, making, you know, better decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like... Um, I don't think that, I don't think I really learned, when you asked me earlier, and I was talking about the year that I did, um, that I, I think you asked me that I learned my lesson, right? Mm-hmm. And I said it wasn't enough time. Um, during the 10 year sentence, I don't think I really got it. I, I didn't really, you know. Um, Even after the 10 years? No, no, no. Yeah. You know okay. what I'm saying? I, I feel like, because you st- you still, like- during the years, I still was thinking the same. I still had the same mentality. Right. When I lost my second friend, it was just like it put in it put it into reality. Yeah, more. like that something snapped. Like yo, like all right, these are guys that come from where you come from. They was doing the same type of things. If they go home and this this is what happened to them, it surely could happen to you. So it was like I think, and that was around maybe my fifth year. So I I would say like I started to get my lesson around around then. Oh, so you still had another five years after? No, they yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, yeah. but it's like even during the time, I still felt the same. I was just like, I'm still gonna go home. I'm gonna do what I need to do. I'm gonna, 
I still was like had that mentality like right. all right but after that you know I was just like all right man you really gotta give yourself a good shot and really put your you know your best foot forward and trying to do something different you understand yeah, what I'm saying so for sure. leading up to like I feel like you know I probably skipped you know some so coming from that environment like you sort of only know one way of life right so um it's almost like Imagine how you grew up, right? So you grew up, you know, of course, in school, job, and then imagine something happens, and then you gotta, in order to survive, you gotta rewire the right. way you look at everything. Yeah. So that's like sort of like what I had to do. It's like oh, if you really want to survive, it's not about being this type of guy or being a fucking tough guy or this or that. Like, do you if you really want to survive and, and live? You got to do some things different. You really got to give yourself a shot. And for me, it was like just changing my environment, changing the way that I think, changing the way that um, the way that I react. Um, I was like a total to know me then. It's not the same as knowing me like now. Right. So. And I think, too, like you also had your daughter at this point. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that was probably for you another thing to. Oh, now? Not, no, I'm talking about the one that you, the the older one. In the sense of like really realizing in your mind, like I have to get it together, not only for myself, but because I have, you know, a kid also. And I think that might have been a a difference too. It is. And a lot of, a lot of times, you know, I'm not even going to just say just men, but guys that come from um, where I come from, man, we selfish. So even though I was running around, of course, I'm a man in age, right? I'm doing man things, but I make a, I'm speaking of my first daughter, I make a a child, but I'm still very much thinking about myself. Right. Right. I'm making decisions based on myself. So. Well, I think you were also in an environment where you had to put yourself forward. You know, like, like you were saying earlier, you have to separate your, you know, home from where you were and. It kind of forces you to be selfish yeah, in yeah. order to survive and to get through. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and two, like you, you, the stuff that the stuff that I was like from a very young age, I was moving around. I could like I would be outside all night at fourteen years old. Like you know what I'm saying? My parents weren't really around. My grandmothers were. They were getting older this time. So I, like I really like thirteen to fourteen years old. I was already acting and moving around as a fully grown man so of course if you could stay the night with girls or have girls stay over your house at 14 15 years old you you like you think that you're a man um but you know later on i really realized you know that i wasn't you know i wasn't really because i wasn't responsible so and part of being a man that's you know being responsible so a responsible man wouldn't have left his you know his, his child so um and that's, that's probably, I mean, you know me, so that's like one of the reasons why you see me so hands-on with my, my daughter now, because it's like, all right, you know, you get a, you can't, you know, replace, of course, what happened, but you get an opportunity now to um, to try it again and do things the right way. Because essentially, like, as it's, it's, it's thorough as I am, like, to not be able to raise a, a, a little girl, it's different with little boys, you know, you got uncles or whatever, you'll look out for them or whatever. You know, but girls, like, to not... That, that shit was, like, fucking heartbreaking to me. Yeah. Like, so, this trip, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm 
take my daughter to school every day. I'm with her every day. I see her every day. So. And you have two mm-hmm. kids total? Mm-hmm. Okay. It probably would have been more um, yeah. under the circumstances too. Right. So when you got out, did you realize that or do you think that prison had an effect on the way people viewed you around you or like job opportunities and stuff like that? Or, um, or did you kind of come out and just like chill for a little bit first? Like before looking for jobs or anything no, like that? No, I, I came home with money. Okay. I made money. While you were in prison. Okay. That's a, that's a whole nother, um, but you, you, you get, you, when you, um, damn, we didn't even get to that. So when you work, they pay you. Okay. So they'll, they'll give you like, depending on what you do, like for guys, they may make like, they make desks or plates or whatever. So those guys may get like a hundred dollars a month. Right. But if you think like if a, a person gets $150 a month or hundred dollars a month in the year, that's like $1,200. So you have some guys, they save that money and they come over to, you know, a couple of dollars, but it's a whole, um, economy in prison. Right? right. So guys, you, you be in there, you, you can, it's pretty creative. You can get pretty creative in ways that you can make money. And so that's what I did. So I came home with. So you saved a lot of it of what you made. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that gave you some time to. Yeah. It, it gave me a little bit of breathe of breathing room, if you right. will. Um, Which I think is important too. And that was smart of you because it's already, I think, so much and a lot to come out and then kind of readjust and almost rewire again. So it's like at least you had that time to kind of like collect yourself, I feel like, to and a certain al- degree. And also like what will happen, how that shit breaks down. Like so you have like it's different security levels. So the closer when you initially when you get your time, your security level may be medium or max, right? So once once you start knocking the time down and you get, you know, closer to, you know, five years, two years, then that's your security level drops. When you get to like five years, your security level will come down to um, pre-release. It's, it'll No, it'll go from it's maximum, medium, minimum. Right. So when you get under like five years, it goes to minimum. Then from minimum, it goes to pre-release. OK. Then from pre-release, it goes to work release. And depending on the institution that you're in, like you can find a job and the the, the institution will take you to the job. They'll, <laughs> your job has to pay the institution to take you like, but you can, you actually be working. So working like outside of the, yeah. okay. Yeah. Cool. And so, even, even when you probably on the expressway, sometimes those guys you see picking up trash, they get paid. They won't get paid a lot of money, but yeah. that's like, yeah, Okay. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. So basically when the time starts knocking down, then you have the opportunity to get jobs outside of prison. Yes. So when you're, but if you're in like the maximum security level, then your job is within prison. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow, okay. And that's I did just, not and that's, that. yeah, that's just based on, that's just based on, you know, security level. So it kind of gets your foot in the door yeah. before you leave. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not going to say that, that that's not a good thing for guys, right? That helps guys. But aside from that, it's really no rehabilitation. It's really it's really nothing to really help, you know, in this because you have more guys coming home than there's jobs available. Mm-hmm. So I was just lucky enough, you know, to to be able to, to, to get a job. And I actually, I did work release. So Yeah, and what you just said brought up a good point that I didn't even think about either. 
um, when you get released and you go home, you're kind of just like spit back into that's your old ex- world. That's exactly right? that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Exactly. So, jeez, I almost knocked myself out. So you don't really have any type of like support or like even like the word you said like re- rehabilitation of like kind of mentally slowly getting back into it. You're just kind of thrown back into it, and then it's like up to you. Yeah. If you don't, to, if you don't. I have homies, right, like that have done a lot of time and because they don't have any support, they'll come right home and they right back at it because it's easier. It's like, all right, I came home, I did 20 years, I have no work history, I go here, I go there. They're like, well, where the fuck you been at? You got felonies, whatever. So maybe I go to 10 spots, I don't get no job, but I got my homeboys, they've been home this whole time and they're like, yo, you could take this and do this and so a lot of times that's what guys you know, nobody wants to go back to jail but you know um starving if you look at like all right if i'm gonna break some law i'm gonna fucking starve most guys are gonna be like yo fucking i'll just break the law and right you know just do whatever's you know necessary to eat right so after you were released how long do you think it took you to kind of like get back into the new swing of life no time at all no okay. time at all um I think for some guys, they do. The, the, the larger question here is like some guys, they do become institutionalized. Um, and that's just, you know, being under that structured environment. Right. They don't know how to like. Yeah, th- I'm th- sure, like, I can only imagine. I'm sure it's. I think that it's a lot more challenging mentally, too, than people even realize. Like, I don't think it's as simple as going to prison, getting out, you're back to normal life. Like, I think that so much more goes into it because, like you said, for a lot of people, that did create structure, you know? And I think that it can be really hard as a human to come back into a world with complete freedom when you didn't have that. Yeah. And then it's 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 kind of like school. It's like, it's then it's your responsibility to make sure you're doing the right things and to get your life on track. And- it, it, affects, it affects everybody differently. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, um, for me, I always, even though I did all that time, I always... I was always tapped into what's going on in the environment. I always, I right. would always be watching the news. I listened to the latest music. I read a lot of whatever fucking magazines was coming out. Like I was, you know, I think like into my like my sixth year, I had a cell phone, so it wasn't like like I knew like everything. Were you allowed was, to have one, or did you sneak one in? Come on. I look. I don't know. Um, I didn't know a lot of stuff you told me so far. So. So um, no, 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 no. So, I mean, you see it now on Instagram all the mm-hmm. time. Like, guys, like... I do. I see that on TikTok. Yeah, with so the guys, guys dancing. Guys, um, guys figure out a way to to get the things that they the things okay. that they want, right? I can't speak on how, I, I, like, I know. how, because I'm say, pretty sure I didn't even, my guys, you know... Yeah, I didn't even bother asking still, that like, part, you know, but... making those same type of moves. But, yeah, you, um, you can... Okay. You can get what you you can get what you whatever you mm-hmm. you know some in most institutions you know you can okay. you can get the stuff that you know and that like I said guys make money so maybe your cheapest phone now maybe it's fifty dollars and, and prison that phone is five hundred dollars or thousand dollars so that's you know guys will like specifically be trying to you know do things like that or tobacco or drugs or, yeah you know so you you stayed pretty up to date basically yeah but okay. But I think I think the question was um, institutionalization, right? Was I was I 
no, I wasn't, but like I would do like very simple, like simple things like uh, buy the same stuff from the grocery store that I would eat mm-hmm. in, in prison, right? Yeah. That's why my uncle telling me like, man, it's just a thousand different fucking foods you could be and you still eating like tuna fish and yeah. Ritz crackers and oodles and noodles and shit like that. So I had to like snap out of that and it's funny. Um, sh- showering with my boxes on, like unconsciously, I was just getting a shower, yeah. and it's like, oh shit, bro, like you, you feel what you I'm saying? Yeah, 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 because that's something that um, I mean, you, you were know. that's a long time, like you know, I, I feel like it becomes routine. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. don't really think about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um, oddly enough, I think one thing that did like that did stick. I'm used to working out around like five, right? That's the time I worked out in, in prison. So you come out at like four and then you go to recreation at five or early in the morning, like around eight. So those are like like two times that my body, I'm just used to. Right. I don't know how a person will go to, to the gym at nine o'clock or 12 o'clock. It's just not. Yeah, I never even, see you there yeah, at that time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> y'all do go too at late. Um, yeah, it's either like uh, my body will feel it around eight or nine or usually around like five in the afternoon. And that's because all those years of, you know, um, doing it at those times yeah yeah so and that's something that you really stuck with and i feel like for most people that are listening they're not going to know that you're like the crazy gym guy but everyone knows you from the gym as being the guy that does like the crazy acrobat stuff and you know your little hat with your yeah yeah all with of your that. Bow. You, you know what um the same way that the same way that i am in the gym is the same way that i was in the environment yeah. That I was that I come from. Like my house was the house where all my homeboys would come. Girls would be constantly over there. Like so I was always that type of person. Mm-hmm. Even in even in um even in, in prison. Like I got along with, you know, with a lot of different people. I did my own thing. Dudes would be working out, I would be running, or when dudes would be playing spades, I would be playing scrabble. Like I've always just been, you know, just just different. And those those crazy things that you see me do in the gym are my way of getting the and I think it's like it's something that the guys really don't talk about as wrong as a lot of this shit that we do in the streets is it's wrong right but it's it's fucking exciting right? right it's the it's the thrill right like you know we'll you know of course we know that you know carrying guns or riding dirt bikes or like all we know all that shit driving cars fat like all that we know all that shit is is, is wrong or, or reckless right um but we still like still do it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So I don't I'm not in that environment no more. So it's just like I channel that shit in the in the gym. Right. I ask people like, yo, you could fall and break your leg. And it's like just the it's the fucking thrill and thrill seeking. And it's the safest, best way that I know how. So if the worst thing that's happening to me today is falling off a fucking tire and possibly spraining my ankle, that's a good day for me. Right. From where I came from. You you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So so that's kind of the the thing I feel like that probably helped you the most kind of get through being in prison, you think, was like kind of turning to fitness and stuff like that? Is that kind of what helped it, you? Yeah, it definitely it, it definitely was. Um, because it's sort of, like I said before, it was just like, all right, well, you know, you're going to do, especially once I got the time. So now, like, mind you, when, when you're young, right? You, I mean, you know this, like when you fucking... 20 you looking at somebody 
fucking 35. Like, that's fucking old motherfucker. Like, I, you, you can't even, like, at 18, you don't, like, 35 from 18 seems like a fucking lifetime. Right. So, you know, for me, essentially, I'm, psychologically, I'm kicking 10 years away. Like, mm-hmm. I'm coming at 24. I know now I got to sound like, yo, you're not going to be home till you're 35. Mm-hmm. So how do you, like, how do you equalize that? Right. Like, how do you, all right, you just got to take extremely good care of yourself, work out, eat right. So, and the closer I came to coming home, I, I worked out harder. I mm-hmm. stretched more. I ate better. Like, I just, I, I, I tapped in, you know, basically deeper. Right. And um, I think, you know, a part of me, you know, coming home and staying home is, was also fitness. Like I just, you know, I just, that's, that's one thing that I just, I held on to that shit. Like, yeah. Do you have, when you look back on everything in your life, do you have any regrets or do you think that? We don't have enough time. <laughs> For all the regrets? We don't have enough. Well, I think it's important to ask because I think. No, answer. Sometimes yeah. it's like. If you look at the specifics, I feel like there's always something that you can look at and be like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that or I regret it. But at the same time, obviously, as you know, if you didn't go through everything that you went through, you wouldn't be, you know, the man you are today or even like sitting here today and being able to talk about it so openly and like share your story. Because the other thing, too, is I think what we all go through, even if it's more traumatic or anything like that or just crazier per se, um, I think it can help people. You know what I mean? And it teaches people and it gives people an insight to things of like, oh shit. Like, cause there might even be, for example, but there might even be somebody watching that is involved in dumb shit and they don't really think twice about it. And they might be like, oh shit. Like if I keep doing this, I actually could suffer consequences. You know what I mean? So it's, I think it, everybody's going to have their regrets, but. I, I do. I have a, I have a bunch of them, but, um, uh, I'll give you an example, right? So if I don't, if I don't do that amount of time, then I don't have my little girl now, right? right? Like I, I don't like, so, you know, I missed all this, like essentially 10 years out of my oldest child's life. That was heartbreaking, right? I, I, I can't get that back, right? That like bothered me. It even bothers me now. Um, And it was like a, an empty space, right? So yeah. it's just like, all right, and I, you know, of course, I come home. I don't plan to have another another child, but I do, right? Um, and I'm like I said, I'm with her every day. We have a, a beautiful relationship. Um, I love her a lot, right? So, if I take away anything, then I, I don't have her, right? right. So I do have. We basically saying the, thing, the same thing. I do have regrets, but um, again, right? Like you, you got to sort of. You know, I had to sort of go through what I had to go through to get where I'm at today. Um, And I think, too, like, now that I'm, like, thinking about it, I feel like that's not even ever a good question to ask people just because I feel like instead of it being – it's not really a regret, but it's more so, like, a lesson learned. You know what I mean? So, obviously, like we were saying, there's things that maybe if you could go back, you would have done differently under certain circumstances. But now that – you are where you are today and you know where, you know, what it's gotten you, like your daughter and everything like that. It's like, no, maybe I wouldn't change it because I don't want to change where I am now. Yeah. But, you know, going forward, I know not to make yeah, the same yes, decision. Yeah, and that's exactly, you know? that's, that's exactly, um, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly how it goes. Yeah. And as far as, like you had touched on something else, as, as far as people and their experiences, um, I find that, like, 
minds may have been prison, right? So somebody look at that and they're like, it was fucking prison, that's fucking horrible, which it is, right? But somebody else, uh, the most traumatic thing for them could have been losing that fucking Doug or being in a fucking car accident or like something mm-hmm. traumatic to them. That was right. their thing for them. And, you know, although I know that my situation seems serious, I won't look at it like, well, yeah, I've been through this. So that's worse than that. Like right. everybody, like you go through, or we all going to go through trauma, right? And mm-hmm. we are going to respond to that, you know, differently. And it's like, your trauma is, is serious to you as mine is to me. You may look at mine and like, yo, that's fucking... You may tell me something and I may think like that. And that wasn't that bad, but it was it was bad to you. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why I'm, even when you ask me to part, I'm like, all right. like, But to me, you know, every every almost all the guys where I come from have been to prison or been shot or like, it's just, that's regular shit, right? right. So, you know... Coming home and changing my lifestyle, right? And talking to certain people, it's like, oh yeah, such and such and such and such. My nephew came back from the war, he got shot, and I'm like, well, I've been shot, and they be like, what? Yeah. You're not a police or you're not a soldier. What the fuck are you doing, man? Shot. But it's like, that's fucking normal. Yeah. Where I come from. So. And that's kind of like the point of the show, too, is to have, that's why I like to have so much variety of who's coming on because it could be something, you know, with your prison experience, which to a lot of people, isn't normal and it's crazy and they want to hear about it. And then it could be something that seems smaller, like something, I don't know, like that somebody's gone through, you know, and it might not seem like, it might not have as much shock value, but to that person, it was, you know, something huge and it was like a main milestone in their life or something or obstacle that they had to get through. Yeah, that's that's true. You know, and I feel like that's kind of... Even even the name of your part is, is, we're all the same, right? So for me, the, the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. That's me. Mm-hmm. Right? That's like for many years. Yeah. Like I was constantly. Do you like the name? Doing, yeah, yeah. It, cool. I mean, it, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it took me a, a a hot minute to figure it out, but then I, I, I thought it was pretty brilliant. And I, I think that, and I think I told you when we was talking about it. I think that um we are like literally are like it may be somebody that it could be a, a woman that. You just too much fucking makeup, right? Yeah. She knows maybe the makeup is making her sick, or maybe it's breaking out her face, but she keeps fucking using it, expecting right. different results. That's a little bit of insanity. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody's got their thing. Yes, yes, for sure. It could be a it could be a girl, right? That just has way too many fucking cats, right? Why are you smiling no, I just, like I, that? that I, are you implying something hey, no, to the girl I'm across not, from you? <laughs> Do you have a lot of cats? Only three. Okay, so no, you wouldn't you wouldn't um, be recognized as insane. Okay, only three. But I mean, like for like maybe a, for other things, but yeah, 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 yeah. But maybe like <laughs> you know, a woman that had maybe you know, I mean, you know, 10, 15, 20 cats. I didn't know. I thought you had like five. Yes. You have downsized. Three. I thought it was it mm-hmm. was the 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 ball headed cat would have made four. I thought mm-hmm. you had more cats than that. No. Oh, and I, yeah, three is my my limit, and it's my favorite number, so I'm just sticking to that. Why three? I don't know. I couldn't, I don't know what, like, why or where that came from, but that is, like, hardcore favorite number. Is it, uh, is it any, any threes associated with, is your birthday on an odd day? Like, is it anything associated with? No, but a really weird thing that happened once, just totally off topic, but I was meeting with this woman. She's not a psychic, but she's a, ugh, she's more spiritual. 
And the first day that I went to her, she like kind of will, she does these like card readings sometimes. And she like in her head, she'll think of these numbers. She's like, she'll tell you like, think of three numbers and I'm going to think. And then whatever comes to me is like where I pick the cards or how many cards I pick. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I'm really bad at that stuff. Like I wasn't really thinking about numbers specifically, but I was thinking in my head, if she were to say three as any of those three numbers, that would be crazy to me because that's my favorite number. And guess what she says? She said three. No, she said three, 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 because she had to pick three numbers. And every single number she got was was three. three. So maybe. So I was like, okay, that's wild shit right there. Maybe your fucking kids something associated with your kids will happen on the three it'll like it's the weirdest like you don't have anything but yeah, i'm not so- having kids okay <laughs> i i do have kids and it's the three cats you see that's where the three fits in okay at least not right now no 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 i feel you i mean i'm not, I'm not I'm, i can't sit here and tell you hey you are gonna have kids if you feel like you're not yeah. gonna have kids like, mm, i don't know if I, I don't know if i could i think that um most women like y'all are natural nurturers, right? So if the same love that you have for your cats, you probably have that more love for a child. So I think, who knows? Who knows how you'll feel in um, shit five? Who knows how you'll feel tomorrow? But I feel like mm. you know, I feel like you'll probably have have children. I think it's a natural progression. I think that your your mother definitely probably wants grandchildren. So yeah, she does. But not to say you live in your life for your mother, but yeah, I think I that, don't know. I don't love kids that much right now. Yeah, but like... They're just like... Okay, so like when my cat cries a little too much, it kind of like irks me. But like they stop after 30 seconds. So imagine a baby crying for like hours. And I'm really weird about my sleep. If I don't get even just the hour to the hour correct amount of sleep, you don't want to be around me. I don't even want to be around me. I don't think I can be trusted. I think that... That is a valid point, but I also think that um, and I I'm very like I'm very in into fitness and my body. I'll tell you something, that and you, I already have a lot of like insecurities, even though people wouldn't think that. So that's, like that's natural. Like we everybody has. I just I'm not like, mentally in that place. I think um, I think first of all, I think what you're doing and the way that you live is, is dope, right? Um. I think there's probably going to come a time when you've done all your traveling, you've done this, yeah. you already have a house, you have a car, you want, you've done this, you've done that. A natural progression of that is going to be like, oh, I'm having baby fever. Like, you know, different people get there at different, different, well, people get there different, different here's times. Here's the thing, too, is I feel like for me, I've always been an animal lover, like hardcore. I mean, I had reptiles. But like, you always got to take care of them. You no, always I know, like, but listen, you can leave. Like, you can do what you need to do, and then you can leave for, like, hours. Like, you can't leave a kid. So, and the other thing, what? too, listen. <laughs> listen to me. So, right. like, I'm very – I don't think I'm nurturing. Like, I care a lot about the things I care about, but I don't have that, like, motherly nurture. Like, I don't really like to touch people all that much. Like, I don't even like – like, it's weird. I can't explain it. I was trying to explain it to Claudia. Like, I feel weird when somebody, like – hugs me sometimes or lays on me like it makes me feel uncomfortable and like like sometimes I want to hug somebody but it's very rare um like I don't have that feeling for animals I always have I really it's different I think for for some people um 
they don't feel it until it happens. Like you might yeah, not feel that way, true. and then when you, who knows how you'll feel when you are like a baby growing inside you? Some you yeah. feel a baby kicking that that connection. You don't know. Like, I'm not. Yeah, uh, it's also scary too because well, one, the world is such a scary place, and two, I feel like children are so fragile, like mentally. Well, in general, physically too, but mentally they're so fragile. And it's like, I get nervous that if I were to just like leave it with my mom too much or like, you know what, not anything about her, but I'm just saying I feel like the parent being there is just such a like crucial thing. And I don't mentally, like I'm not. I mean, your your kids. You know, like I don't want to be the reason my kid, you know, ends up like fucked up or has an issue. And I just, it scares me. I'm going to tell you something. One. You are valid. Your feelings are valid, right? But you, you're in your head. Like it's. I'm it's, always in my head. Yeah, it's, it's um, like you, you have, you literally like once you raise them and do all the stuff that you can, you give your children to the world. Like yeah. you, you're not in control of like how you just stuff. yeah, like yeah. how they're gonna view things or what they, like that's not your that's not your bag. Maybe your bag I have is, some control issues. Maybe, you know. Or at least now, yeah. You do. You still have much time to grow and 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 you know and learn some some yeah. things, man. I think you know, but I think that if you loving cats the way that you love, you definitely could love uh, children. Like, but what the fuck do I know? I think <laughs> I think that um, I always hear people say that kids, this kids cry. Mm-hmm. Your kids gonna grow and become independent. Your animals, like if you. Take a trip every year for the rest of your life. Somebody's always gonna have to take care of the cat. Your fucking kid is gonna grow. Your kid will be able to yeah, do after, stuff on his- after fucking like eighteen years, and by that time the animal will be dead. Yeah, but like once your kid, the, I think like the after the first five years, your kid's six or seven or eight. Mm-hmm. They're not so hard to handle if you ask your mom like um you asked my mom how i was five six seven and eight she would tell you that i was a demon spawn same pictures man you and claudia y'all look like two wholesome very wholesome nice little girls like you know have you watched none of my episodes in the past i was not a wholesome nice little girl i mean i beg to differ i mean yeah maybe but i I was i I was a lot to handle in accordance to like where you come, like the kids eight nine years old where I come from, they they doing other things. They probably still in college. I or think playing with- that's true, but I think that I was just like a fucking brat, like bad brat, annoying, just not like. I believe that. A little version of me seems horrible. I'd probably like hate her, you know. I I so I, I can I can sort of see that. I need to. I have a lot of growing to do before I can even think of oh maybe a, a little me i mean and and kids stink and so do grown-ups i know but like, <laughs> i don't so want to wipe an so, ass so i wipe the cat's ass that's all the ass you still I have wipe. time like kind of you know, i know how old you are right we don't have to speak it on here but like you still have you have a, a lot of fucking time yeah. um you know i'm not listen i'm not pushing for you to have that yeah that's your thing, right? But I'm just saying, the one that loves cats like that, like, you know, if you asking me, like, who looks who looks better, who smells better, who, you know, who makes you laugh more? Kid, a cat, what do cats, they don't, they, a cat won't even protect you if somebody breaks into your house. And maybe they would. Okay. Maybe they fucking would. And you think a five-year-old's going to protect you? That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good well, so my last thing that I wanted to ask you was just to kind of wrap it up would be 
if you had any advice to give people, like maybe if they would be facing a prison sentence or anything like that, or just maybe life advice as a whole, because I feel like you've gone through a lot of different things that you could have. We could pull out a good quote or advice thing from you. Um, I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't have anything super like witty to say. Um, for me, right, the advice that I would give myself um, is before you make any, you know, decisions, just take a fucking second, take a, a breather. Um, a lot of, you know, the shit that I went through, a lot of the things that happened to me was out of reaction. Like I was a reactor. I wouldn't. It wasn't until after something very bad happened that I'll think like, shit. Like, so yeah. if, if anybody, you know, oh shit, people are listening, like, just take a fucking second, man, because it like, um. Like the average person, right? Like you're very close. Like you literally. I mean, we see it on social media every day. People doing stupid shit out of anger, and then they they going to jail. Like somebody shooting at somebody's car, or somebody stabbing somebody in the convenience store. You going to fucking jail, right? A person that probably never been in trouble their whole like Mm -hmm. I was. It was almost like I was destined to go through what I went through because I was always in trouble. But like the average person. Um, just take a fucking second and take a breather and just, you know, give yourself a couple of seconds yeah. before you um before you do something 